Hey everybody, thank you for choosing the Richlands Tabernacle Podcast. Right here every Thursday you will hear two new sermons from the church that were delivered either by Pastor Horton or one of the other ministers from the church. We hope you enjoy. God bless. I got saved in, in 1969 and in June of 69 and dad took James and I with him to Israel in October of 69 and we come up a little narrow road to Jerusalem it's pitiful pitiful little road and uh, we went back and and uh, the wreckage from the six-day war was laying everywhere around and then we went back in 75 and it was unbelievable the change so 75 85 95 05 15 you count it up, what they have done in the last, it's unbelievable. And uh, their, their technology is exceeding our technology now. And, uh, and their, their ability is exceeding ours. And uh, so uh, they have just exactly what Ezekiel said. They stood up an exceeding great army and... Uh, uh, Iran is a, is a shake in the cage, but they are not ready to take on Israel. There's, a, there's nobody, uh, uh, if the United States and Israel fight together, there's nobody ready to take them on. And uh, they better not if they, if they don't want to lose. Uh, also, brothers, uh, if I'm going to set the goal for meeting with y'all Wednesday evening. We've got... Uh, We've started working. Uh, I thank you, Brother Steve, for noticing. It has made a huge difference, and we got some more to do. And uh, uh, but we want to uh, redo the heating and cooling in there and finish up what uh, we were working on. And uh, we got some projects, and then uh, we have some proposals and a decisions that we need to make. And so, especially you trustees and all you brothers and sisters are welcome to come. And we'll meet with y'all Wednesday evening, and we'll kind of talk over some things there. Uh, I know we need to do some things there than the, if the Lord will help us. Turn with us to the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, verse 7. Uh, I'm sure glad to be <clears throat> feeling as well as I am. Uh, Hebrews, chapter 3. Verse 7, the Bible said, the, can y'all read those first four words with me out loud? The Holy Ghost saith. What's the Holy Ghost say? Today, if you will hear his voice. Sister Dana, that was the perfect song for, for tonight. Amen. The Holy Ghost says, today, if you will hear his voice, and I'm not going to read all of these words just for the conciseness of it. And verse 8, harden not your hearts as in the provocation in the day of temptation in the wilderness. So he's warning us in verse 8, don't be hardened your heart. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years, wherefore... 
I was grieved with that generation and said they do always err in their what? Heart. So he's, he refers in verse 8 to the heart, verse 10 to the heart. So I swear in my wrath they shall not enter into my rest. Is there anybody want to go to heaven? I want you to know heaven is a place of rest. No more burdens, no more grief, sorrow, and pain. And so these people, because of their hardened hearts, their stiff-necked, uh, stubborn attitude, he said, so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Amen. And I want to tell you something. When God says you're not going to enter into his rest, you're not going to go. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I've heard... Uh, uh, people talking about hobo and trains and doing all that stuff, and they did a lot of that back years ago. And uh, but you're not going to hobo this train into heaven. Well, hallelujah. Verse twelve: Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart. There again, he's speaking of the heart, an evil heart of unbelief. What? In departing from the living God, verse 13, but exhort one another daily while it is called today. That's the second time that Hebrews 3 uses the word today. Lest any of you be hardened, there's that word hardened again, through the deceitfulness of sin. I want you to understand, Satan slyly slithers into your home and he tries through the deceitfulness of sin to harden your heart. Verse 15, while it is said today, there it is again the third time, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, to whom swear he that they should not enter into his rest, but to them that believe not. Verse 19, we see that they could not enter in. Where? Into the rest because of unbelief. Chapter 4, verse 1. Let us fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. There we get that third time. It's talking to us about rest. Any of you should seem to come short of it. Short of what? Entering into his rest. The Bible said, verse 2. The gospel was preached... But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith. Verse 3, we which have believed do enter into rest. Oh, glory. Did you hear what chapter 4 verse 3 said? If you believe on Jesus Christ and are faithful to him, there is an absolute sure promise that you can enter into rest. You don't have to worry. You don't have to worry. Amen. When Carlin's dad realized that he was down to the point to die, he called Brother Ralph and said, Brother Ralph, I need to talk to you. I know I'm going to die, and I need to know some things. What's it going to be like? What's going to happen? Amen. I want to tell you something. It's a serious thing when you're talking about dying and going to, into eternal rest. But I want you to know, child of God, it is a sure promise, and you don't have to worry. Amen. Verse 6, the second half. They to whom 
it was preached, entered not in because of unbelief. Again, he limiteth a certain day. I want you, if, if, uh, if a grocery store or some store, Carla, they make a proposal and they advertise this is a limited time. This is a, just a deal that's going to be for a limited. He, he limiteth a certain day. Saying in David, what is that day? Today. Today. There it is. Oh, God. Here we go again for the fourth time. Today, after so long a time, as it is said, verse uh, there again for the fifth time. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Amen. It's a limited time, and it is today. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Bible said in verse 11, let us labor to enter into that rest. Here we go. For the fifth time, he uses that word rest. Lest any fall after that same example of unbelief. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit. And the joints and the marrows and the discerner of the thoughts. And the intents of the heart. I want to tell you something. God knows the thoughts and the intent of your heart. You can say one thing and be and attend something else. Hello. I need to say it again. I want everybody to understand what I'm saying. God is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You say, <laughs> I've had people to come up and, and jokingly say stuff to you, but they really meant that. You hear me? They really meant to cut you with that. And so here, and so he said, my Lord, my Lord, listen. He is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. And there is again, amen, uh, for the fifth time, talking about the heart. Verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. Let us come boldly, verse 16, under the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I want us to understand, I took a lengthy time reading there in Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, but you understand we have a day of salvation and it is today. That's the only time that you can be saved is today. Not tomorrow, not next month, next year. Today, And then he talks about our heart, and he talks about the evil heart, and he talks about us hardening our heart and, and tempting him with those things. Now, John chapter 12, verse 25, he that loveth life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. If any man serve me, let him follow me. And where I am, there shall also my servant be. Jesus said, yet a little while, verse 35, While is the light with you, walk ye while ye have the light. Here again, notice this word, light, light. And lest Darkness come upon you, for he that walketh in darkness 
knoweth not whither he goeth. While you have the light, believe in the light that you may be the children of light. These things spake Jesus and departed and did hide himself from them. Did you hear that? Jesus Christ spoke to them and then he went and hid himself. Amen. My Lord, and he talked to them five times about believing in the light, following the light. In the verse 40, the Bible said, He had blinded their eyes and hardened their heart that they should not see with their eyes nor understand with their heart and be converted, and I should heal them. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen. Verse 42. Among the chief rulers, many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest that they should be put out of the synagogue. I want to tell you something. If you're going to serve Jesus, you're going to have to serve him wholeheartedly. You say, I'm not going to do that because I, I, I'm going to be a secret Christian. It's impossible to be a secret Christian. And so these people, these Jews believed on Jesus, but they would not confess him because they didn't want to be put out of the synagogue. You don't want, you don't want to suffer the criticism of being called a holy roller, do you? Ah, uh, yeah. You don't want to be associated with, they, they feared ostracism. They feared being put out. But I want to tell you something. To be saved, number one, you must believe on Jesus Christ. And number two, you must publicly confess him. Oh, yes, you must publicly. I'm, I'm trying to get ready here to preach. But I want us to understand, amen, there is something about the heart of men and salvation, and today is the day of salvation. And when we look at this, and it's a limited time offer, but I want you to know when we allow sin to blind our eyes and our hearts. Oh, God, listen. Jesus spoke to these people, and he went and he hid himself from them. My Lord, you hear me? He spoke to them about the light, and then he went, Brother Dale, and hid from them. And then there, when he is hidden from you, your eyes are blinded and you cannot see and you'll not be able to go. The Bible tells us in 2 Chronicles 36 and 11, Zedekiah was 21 years old and he began to reign and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. And the Bible said he did evil in the sight of the Lord and humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet. Are you hearing me? Listen to me. Can I say it this way? Can I say it this way? Zedekiah is 21 years old. Amen. And he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Amen. He may have hid it from his mom and dad. He may have hid it from all those others. But he hid that evil. And the Bible said he humbled not himself before Jeremiah the prophet speaking from the mouth of the Lord. Can I tell you something tonight? Amen. Will you listen to me? I'm speaking to you from the word of the Lord tonight. Amen. And if you reject the light of the gospel, amen, you will be lost. Man, I'm, I'm not preaching in a big way. I'm just trying to, you know, I'm trying to recover, and I want to, you to understand what I'm saying. And I want to tell you something. You don't have to be screaming to be anointed. And you don't have to scream to be understood. And I'm speaking to you in plain English. And there, Zedekiah, he was only 21 years old. 
And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, and he did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, speaking from the mouth of the Lord. And the Bible said, he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar. Your sin will show up in other areas of your life. He rejected the preaching of the prophet Jeremiah. He rejected the righteousness of the gospel. And then, you know what he also, I can rebel against a preacher, and so I can rebel against the king now. He thought he could. And so there he rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, verse 13, who made him swear by God. And But the Bible says, makes this statement about him. But he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Oh, God, I want to tell you something. If you make up your mind, I, I have rebelled against the word of the Lord. I have rebelled against the preacher. I've re rebelled against the teachings of the church. Amen. And uh, I, I, I think I can do other things. And so he, he, he got so bold with this. After 11 years on the throne, he decided that he could rebel against King Nebuchadnezzar. And so he stiffened his neck and hardened his heart from turning unto the Lord God of Israel. Oh, God, I'm going to tell you something. Amen. You better be prepared when you stiffen your neck. I'll never forget. I want to throw this in. Uh, when we were uh, on that trip to over in Kentucky and... Uh, we got there, and Manuel wasn't experienced with the bus, and, and uh, um, we were having a hard, hard time. And Brother Manuel was trying to hide the fact that we were running down that mountain in neutral. Amen. Those, those of you who were, were on that, can anybody still alive that remembers that? We're on that bus. Hell yeah. Amen. And, and uh, Marvin told Sister Naomi, he said, I knew we were going to wreck, and he said, I've always read and heard that uh, if you are relaxed uh, in an accident, your, your injuries will be less. He said, if you harden and stiffen yourself, the, the, the impact of the wreck will break you all to pieces. And so Marvin said, I decided just go get in the very back seat and go to sleep. And we came, and he did that. He sure did that, my Lord. Oh, God, I want you to understand. You better, you better, Zedekiah. Uh, you, 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 you really stood against the prophet of God speaking to you from the mouth of the Lord. And you thought you're getting by. I'm king and you're just preacher. I'm king of my life and you're just preacher. It doesn't matter what you say, preacher. And then he decided he's going to take on Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, God. Man, what a mistake. What a mistake. My Lord. Amen. Uh, Sister Barbara, you remember uh, you, Brother Bobby's little cousin? It was the midget. And uh, they said he was down there at the at, uh, bar there in Raven. And, uh, and so he, he decided, I, I forget what all happened, but he got up there and he, he hit uh, was that uh, die the man, the die man? He hit him, and uh, uh, he, he climbed up there and hit him, and and so he knocked him all the way back through there. He got up and walked back, and uh, and he climbed up there, and he just a midget, and he hit him again, and he knocked him again, 
And, uh, and then the third time, he come back again for more. Amen. He hit him that time. He said he hit him so hard he knocked the stove over. Amen. Knocked the pipes off the stove. Oh, man, I'm going to tell you what. Boy, I'm telling you, you better, you better have your big boy britches on when you get ready to fight against God. Hello, when you think that you're stiff-necked and you harden your heart and harden your neck and you're going to take on God, amen, you'd better be ready to do it. Job, the ninth chapter, verse 3. If a man will contend with God, if you think you're going to fight with God, you're going to contend with God, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. Well, if God's got a thousand questions, you may be able to get one of them right. You're not doing too good. And the Bible said, if a man contend with God, he cannot answer him one of a thousand. And the Bible said in verse 4 of Job 9, God is wise in heart and mighty in strength, who hath Hardened himself against him and hath prospered. I want to tell you something. If you make up your mind that you're going to contend with God and harden yourself against God and the preaching of God's word, you, amen, he said, who has prospered in doing that? Oh, God. You remember the Julian, the, the apostate, their uh, uh, king over the Roman Empire. Amen. His blood was running out of him and he was dying and he knew he was dying. Amen. He scooped up a handful of his blood and threw it toward heaven and said, Oh, thou Galilean, thou hast conquered. My Lord, I want to ask you tonight, why do you want to have to die being conquered when you can surrender tonight and be saved? Pray for me right now. You don't have to die lost. You don't have to go to hell. You don't have to do that. Amen. Listen. Oh, if a man decides he's going to fight with God. And he said, you can't answer one of a thousand questions he's got. God is wise in heart, and he's mighty in strength. And who hath hardened himself against him and hath prospered? I want you to ask you tonight, amen, there's, there's a question I've got to ask you. Either you're going to contend with God the other option is surrender. Amen. And I want to preach to you a while tonight on the hopeless hardened heart. Amen. It's a hopeless situation when you harden your heart against God. Oh my. Listen. The Bible tells us in Exodus, the 7th chapter, verse 13. He hardened Pharaoh's heart. That he hearkened not unto them as the Lord had said. The verse, verse 14, the Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. The magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them as the Lord had said. My, I want to tell you something. You know, when, when Moses and Aaron came in and they threw down the rods, amen, 
And then the magicians threw down their rods. He was emboldened by that. And of course, unfortunately for him, amen, Moses and Aaron's rod, amen, was turned into a serpent and swallowed up their rods. Oh, God. Oh, God. But he, he and his wickedness was emboldened that he thought he could challenge God. Who are you? Where are you? That thinks in your heart that you can challenge God. That you can challenge the sovereignty of the Word of God. That you think that you can challenge what God said. What God's Word has spoken to us. Who are you that thinks that you can challenge what God said? And then I, I, I read this, and I've read this so many times, that the, the Bible said the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. But you understand, he is a discerner. What? What did I read to you? He is a discerner of the thought and the intent of the heart. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen to me. Listen to me closely. Amen. If you think you're going to challenge God, you're in a losing war. Amen. You are in a losing situation. Let me read on. Exodus chapter 8. Amen. When Pharaoh saw there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not. The magician said unto Pharaoh, This is the finger of God. Amen. And Pharaoh's heart was hardened and hearkened not. The, the, the magicians of Egypt said, Listen, Pharaoh, God is speaking to you. God is dealing with you. Amen. And I can read. I've got Exodus 9, Exodus 10, Exodus 11, Exodus 14. All of those over and again. The Bible said the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh. But what it was, he had already hardened his heart against God and the Word of God. And though, so this is the outward manifestation of what has already been happening in his heart. Oh, God, please, I beg you to listen. Listen to me tonight. Amen. Young person, young lady, young man. You may be only 11, 12, 13 years old, but you better listen to me. You better never get in your mind. You may, uh, you may outdo mom. You may slap her, kick her. Amen. You may be able to get by and hide it from dad. And you think, well, I can fight against dad. And then you can get to the point, I'm not going to listen to my Sunday school teacher. I'm not going to listen uh, to the preacher. I made up my mind and you're to the point now that you've hardened yourself. You've stiffened your neck. You've hardened your heart. And you think, I can take on God now. Mm, you better not think about doing that. Dear God, you better not think about that. Amen. The Bible tells us. Amen. Amen. In Exodus 14 and 8, the Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he pursued after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel went out with an high hand. Amen. I want you to understand. Each of those plagues, those ten plagues that Moses pronounced from the word of the Lord upon Egypt was a, a challenge and a, against every one of their idol worships. Amen. And so God is plaguing him. Amen. And when God is plaguing you and dealing with you, you better say, have your way, O Lord. Sing that song like Sister Dana 
did tonight. Have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. You're the potter. I'm just clay. I can't harden my neck. I cannot harden my neck. Oh, my Lord, I cannot do that. I better not do that because when you do that, you're going to be destroyed. Oh, God. Oh, God. Listen to me. The Bible said, amen, amen, God dealt with Pharaoh to surrender him, himself to God. Amen. You've got to surrender yourself to God if you're ever going to get anywhere in life. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 2 and 30, Sihon, king of Heshbon, would not let us pass by him. For the Lord thy God hardened his spirit and made his heart obstinate that he might deliver him into thy hand. Are you listening to me? If you listen to somebody that's boisterous and loud, oh, carrying on those things, boy, you better listen because that is a person that God has hardened his heart and hardened his spirit and he is dealing with him. Oh, God, his spirit is hardened. He's made his heart obstinate and he is doing those things. Oh, God, I'll never forget. I got to think I hadn't thought of it in a long, long time while I was studying and praying about this. I remember I was about six, seven, maybe eight at the most. I remember being a child in the old church during camp meeting. Amen. Are you listening to me? And there was a man got up. And as a little child, I can remember uh, in my mind's eye, I can still see that huge congregation of people. The rostrum was full. And I was sitting on the, on the, the front seat there, close to where you're sitting, Brother Aaron, there in the old tabernacle. And as I was sitting there, amen, and I watched that congregation. And there was a man, I don't know what happened, but this man had always come into the camp meeting. Uh, he was originally from this area, but he lived in another state, and he come in for camp meeting. And he was up testifying. Amen. And you know what he was doing? He had the Bible, and he was taking the Bible and hitting his fist into that Bible. And he ran across the front of the church there, hitting his fist into the Bible and screaming, screaming so vehemently. And as a little child, I, I looked at him and... Uh, and I noticed, I looked at the congregation, Brother Roger. Nobody was standing to their feet. Nobody was move, doing anything. He was run, he, I remember him running down the center aisle. He'd come across to where I was, and he kept running back and forth. And all of the time, he was taking his fist and violently hitting the Bible. My Lord. And I thought, as a little boy, as a little child, Sister Debbie, I understood one thing. There's something not right about that. There's something not right when you take your fist and beat the Bible with it. Come on now. I don't care how well uh, versed you are and what you're trying to espouse. I'm telling you, you cannot prevail against God and God's Word. Amen. I'll never forget several years later as a young adult. Amen. That man left out and 
never had much to do with us, never, never anything else to do with Dad and the church. And I'll never forget, I was in Hurstcott Funeral Home, and I, and I stepped into the chapel, and there was a huge crowd of people all gathered in there. And there, that man was sitting there on the end of a pew, about halfway down the right side of the Hurstcott Chapel. And he had, there was a whole group of men, preachers, that were gathered around him, and he was reared back, and he was in that loud, boisterous voice again. Oh, God. And he was proclaiming stuff. And, uh, and so, you know, all those people visiting. And as just so happened, Brother Jason, as I walked up beside him, he was saying, when you go down there to that Grad Horton bunch, and he was screaming it out there, and all those men were gathered around him, you know. And, and I, I was standing there. I didn't challenge him. All I did was say, hello there. He nearly fell over. He looked up and saw, that's Grad Horton number 11. He looked up. Amen. He was so embarrassed. And all those preachers gathered around. They were so embarrassed. I broke up the entire conversation. was just saying, hello there. Amen. Don't be stiff-necked. and Don't be boisterous. Don't be hard. Oh, God, listen to me. Listen to me. Don't make it up in your mind that you're going to do those things. Lord God. The Bible said in 1 Samuel 6 and 6, Why do you harden your necks and your hearts as the Egyptians and Pharaoh hardened their hearts when he had wrought wonderfully among them? Did they not let the people go and they departed? I want to tell you something. You can't do anything against the work of the Lord. You can cause all kinds of noise and problems, but you're not going to stop the work of God. God said, let my people go, and my people went out of Egypt. Oh, Lord, listen to me. I'm, going to try to, I'm not going to try to preach very long to you. Amen. The Bible said the Lord, Lord, why have you made us to err from thy ways and hardened our heart from thy fear? Lord, I want to tell you something. You better beg God to soften your heart. I said, you better beg God to soften your heart. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Sing it some more, Sister Dana. Have your way, Lord. Oh, I am just clay. Don't, don't sing, I'm the potter, and God, you're going to do what I say. It is the other way around. You are clay, and he is the potter, and beg him to mold you and make you after his will. Amen. Oh, God. Lord, have mercy. You know, that man was so harsh and mean in his attitude. He died. And when he died, he allowed. They had nobody but his own immediate family there at the funeral and they had the funeral in his home but you know what there wasn't anybody wanted to go be with him anyhow because he became so mean so arrogant so boisterous dear god dear god what a curse it is what a curse it is to stand firmly against there listen listen zedekiah amen you think it's cool that you can stand 
against Jeremiah the prophet? Oh man, amen. I let, I let old preacher know I gave him an earful. I filled him full. Oh yeah, go ahead. Keep on, keep on. But you understand, at the end of that, you're going to challenge Nebuchadnezzar and you stiffen your neck and harden your heart and Nebuchadnezzar is going to take care of you. Amen. The Bible tells us. Amen. Listen. Daniel chapter 5, verse 20. Nebuchadnezzar's heart was lifted up. And his, heart, his mind was hardened in pride. His heart's lifted up. His mind is hardened in pride. And he was depro- deposed from his kingly throne. And they took his glory from him. Hallelujah. Lift your hands one more time. Pray for me. Pray for me right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. When his heart was lifted up, his mind was hardened in pride. And God deposed him from his throne. Have you ever been kind of loopy from medications and stuff? And you know you're saying stuff crazy, but you know you can't stop it. (laughs) It's going on and you can't can't stop it. What's happening? Amen. I think maybe that the Lord allowed him to understand when he hardened himself against God and the Lord deposed him and he's down on his hands and knees eating grass. He's been eating lobster and flaming yawn and all of that, eating the best of there was of the empire and Nebuchadnezzar's down on his hands and knees and he's eating grass. Oh, God. You'll remember, you'll remember Isaiah Chapter 44, verse 6. Thus saith the Lord, I am the first, and I am the last. Beside me there is no God. Amen. Verse 8, the second half of that verse says, Is there a God beside me? Yea, there is no God. I know not any. Chapter 45, verse 5. I am the Lord, and there is none else. There is no God beside me. I girded thee. Amen. And he said in verse 6, that they may know from the rising of the sun and from the west that there is none beside me. I am the Lord and there is none else. I form the light. Are you hearing me? If you're going to find your way to heaven, you got to have light to go there. And God said, I form the light. And he said, I also create darkness. Boy, these people, you hear them boasting of their evil things. You understand God has created darkness for them to walk in. Amen. I make peace. And he said, and I also create evil. And if you're living a good life, you better be glad you're living a good life. And humble yourself before God because if you're not careful, God will create some evil for you. I, the Lord... Do all these things. Amen. Amen. I want you to understand. Every man, every woman, every boy or girl, every teenager who hardens his heart against God will lose everything he's got. Lord have mercy. Listen. The Bible tells us in Acts 13th chapter verse 22. God raised up 
David to be king of Israel. And God gave testimony and said, I found David, the son of Jesse. And listen to what God said about David. A man after mine own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. And if there's anything that you could pray when you get down at the altar or when you go home tonight, say, Lord, I'd like to pray Acts 13 and 22. I want to be like David, the son of Jesse. I want to be a man or woman after thine own heart, O God. And I want to fulfill all the will of God. Hallelujah. Can you say amen? Oh, God, please, please deal with me. Please deal with me. Let me be a man after thine own heart, Lord. Lord, help me to fulfill feel all of your will the Bible said in Luke 22 amen verse 39 Jesus went to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him and the Bible said Jesus said to them pray that you enter not into temptation amen in the verse 41 Jesus went about a stone's cast farther and kneeled down and he prayed there in verse 42 the Bible said Jesus said father if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. And then there's a colon there. And Jesus said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. Oh, God. Can I plead with you young folks? Listen to me. Can I get your attention? Can I get your attention? When you pray tonight, say, Lord, 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 I, there's some things I don't want to face in life. But if you can let this cup of this, uh, this crucifixion pass from me, Lord, if you will, remove it from me. But he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done, my Lord. Oh, God, I'm telling you what we need to do is say, Lord, fix it like you want it. It's all right with me. Any way you fix it, Lord, it's all right with me. Fix it like you want it, Lord. It's all right with me. It's all right. It's all right with me. Just fix it like you want it, Lord. Oh, God. I don't want to have to go through this. Amen. No, I don't want to have to go through this. But, Lord, amen. Not my will, but your will be done. Fix it like you want it, Lord. Amen. Jan Spalding's dad, old brother Bud Spalding, up in the Bedford, Indiana area. He was known, like Brother Frank Boyd, a man of eloquent prayer. Oh, and he took Alzheimer's and he got down to the point with his Alzheimer's and he'd get down on his knees. He couldn't pray those eloquent, beautiful prayers anymore like he'd always prayed. But he'd get down on his knees and he'd say, Lord, if it pleases thee, it pleases me. Oh, what a statement. What a statement Brother Bud Spalding was making. Lord, if it pleases thee, it pleases me. Fix it like you want it, Lord. It's all right with me. But Lord, help me to never be stiff-necked. Help me, Lord, never to be that person who would oppose your will. The Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 3 and 9, the Sister Virginia often quotes this. The Lord is long-suffering to usward. And I'm not going to quote it all. He's not willing. 
He is not willing. It's not His will for any of you under the sound of my voice, any person on the, the face of the earth to go to hell. It's, he is not willing that any should perish, but all of us would come to repentance. My Lord, I want us to understand. He doesn't want you to be lost. He doesn't want you to be lost. He's begging for you to be saved. Matthew 18 and 14, the Bible said, It is not the will. What? What? It's not the will of the Father. It's not the will of the Father. The, your Father which is in heaven that any one of these little ones should perish. I want you to understand. It's not God's will for any one of you to perish. Any one of you to go to hell. Amen. I remember talking about there was a church many, many years ago. And they called two preachers. They were considering them for pastor. And so one came and he preached a very eloquent sermon. Very good, very well presented sermon. And you know what he did? He preached on hell. He preached on hell. And the... And it was a very well-prepared sermon. But I want you to know, they said that he glared and snorted at those people like he was glad that men were going to hell. Amen. And the next Sunday, the other preacher came. And the other preacher, guess what he did? He took his text and preached on hell. Amen. Oh, God. Amen. And there... There, that preacher wept and cried and pleaded with the people, don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. It's not the will of God for you to go to hell. I'm begging you tonight. It's not the will of God for you to be lost. You do not have to be a rejecter of the gospel. You can be an acceptor of His grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. Oh, God. Oh, God. Brother James started. I'm going to come to a close quickly. Sister Dana, y'all come on. Brother Andy, over how y'all want to get it together. The Bible said, Brother James started this morning from Isaiah 1. And then when he finished up, I said, I'm going to use Isaiah 1 in my message tonight. Amen. And Isaiah 1 and 4 said, Ah, sinful nation, a people laden with iniquity, a seed of evildoers, children that are corruptors. They have forsaken the Lord. They have provoked the Holy One of Israel unto anger. They are gone away backward. Backsliding. That's what they're saying there. There they are. They're, they're a sinful nation. They're laden with iniquity. They're the seed of evildoers. They're corruptors. They've forsaken the right way, my Lord. And, they, and there they have forsaken and they provoked the Holy One of Israel to anger. And they're gone away backward. And he said in verse 5, Why should you be stricken anymore? You will revolt more and more. Amen. Oh, from the sole of the foot even under the head, there is no soundness in it but wounds and bruises and putrefying sores. I want you to understand, as that, that last day the tenth plague fell upon Egypt, there you could see 
Pharaoh, he's got these wounds. He's got bruises. He's got putrefying sores all over him. Amen. I believe, amen, that the Lord did not allow those to heal. Amen. And somebody asked him, where would you get those wounds? Amen. Where did you get those bruises? Where did you get those sores, Pharaoh? He said, they are for my backsliding. I think Pharaoh knew better than what he was doing. And you know better than what you're doing. I said, you know better than what you are doing. You absolutely know better. Amen. Amen. The Bible said in verse 7, your country is desolate. Your cities are burned with fire. Your land strangers devour. Amen. And he said, verse 15, when you spread forth your hands... I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when you make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood. Pharaoh, what did you do? Well, you killed all the babies to try to get rid of Moses, didn't you? Amen. Oh, God. Man, I want to tell you something. For no amount of money could you get me to become an abortionist and work in any way in the abortion industry. Wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings from before mine eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do well. Seek judgment. Come now. Verse 18. Come now. God said, please, will you come and let me talk to you? Will you let me plead with you? Will you let me explain some things to you? Come now. And let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. I don't care how black and bloody your sins are. If you will come and allow yourself just to reason with the Lord, He will take all of that bloody, evil, dark sin out of your life and wash you white as snow. He'll wash you white as snow. Amen. Listen. Did you quote this again tonight, Brother James? You said in verse 19. I, I, I find it so amazing. Amen. He used that this morning and he come out tonight and spoke. Isaiah 1 and 19. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Brother James said, I must have been a good boy this week. I got to eat of the good of the land. And all it takes is being willing and obedient. Amen. I want to tell you, amen. if you're having trouble with your mom and dad, listen to me, kiddos. If you're having trouble with your mom and dad, just say, walk in and say, Mom and Dad, I'd like to sit down and talk to you a while. And I want to tell you something. I want to be willing and obedient to what y'all tell me to, to do. You talking about changing your home and changing your life. You can change your life by just sitting down. Amen. Oh, God, have mercy on me. Are you listening to me? Are you listening? All you got to do is be willing and obedient, and you can eat the good of the land. But verse 20 is the opposite side. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword for the mouth of the Lord. Has spoken it. Amen. 
My heart is just beating so fast right now. You don't want to go to hell. God doesn't want you to go to hell. God doesn't want you to be lost. God doesn't want you to be stiff-necked. God doesn't want you to be uncircumcised in heart. God wants you to be willing and obedient. But if you refuse and rebel, you're going to be devoured. Amen. There is nothing but trouble waiting on you if you refuse and rebel. Stand with me, please. Stand with me, please. The hopeless, hardened heart. Please don't harden your neck. Don't stiffen your neck. Don't do that. Be listen to God. Listen to His prophet. Listen to what Jeremiah's got to say. Listen. 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 The Holy Ghost is saying you better listen. You better listen. I don't want to be a mean, overbearing preacher. But you know I've read you directly from the word of the Lord. And not try to be hateful and mean to anybody this night. Amen. But speak to you the words of the truth of the gospel. And it's simply boiled down to Isaiah 1 and 19 and 20. If you're willing and if you're obedient, you can have the blessings of the Lord upon your life. But if you refuse and rebel, you're going to be devoured. Because the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. One more time, let's pray together. Our Father, our Father, we bless the name of the Lord. We bless the name of the Lord. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Ripatamba shaydene kurama how can you escape the judgment of God? How can you escape the judgment of God? How can you escape the judgment of God? Amen. I beg you this night, come and let's seek the face of the Lord. Let's come and seek the face of the Lord. Oh, yeah.